In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With a network that can deliver gig speeds to most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices, and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Let's go, Wildlife Eagle Podcast Week Two. I'm here with Zach Harris, Trevor Harris from the Upper Bowl Podcast. We are here every week, pregame and postgame, Philadelphia Eagles all the time, every single day. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, I'm alive Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm alive. Um, we had Harry Mays on this past week, Wednesday for the Upper Bowl Podcast, so go listen to that. But first, listen to what we think about the Eagles right now. Um, I know after the game Sunday, we were a little bit animated, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I was screaming in my car. My f- I was screaming so much in my car that I feel like it had it had a lot to do with my phone overheating and dying because I know my phone was probably scared shitless just staring at me. It's like, what the hell is this guy going to do next? You know, I don't know if this guy's going to throw me out the window or what's going to happen, but I was so pissed off after that game. I could not control myself. Now, granted, it was a little bit alcohol-induced. I'll I admit to that, okay, because I'm a man and I drink alcohol. I'm over the age of 21. I'm going to be 28 in October. Um, but when a team loses in the fashion that the Philadelphia Eagles lost on Sunday, especially when their star-studded QB starts off the game like he did, up 17-0, looked beautiful, looked like the elite quarterback that we saw in 2017, drops off the face of the earth, looks worse than Mr. Trubisky did last year. I'm going to have something to say about it. And you know what? It just really pisses me off because going into this Rams game, which newsflash, I think we're going to win, but I'll get into that later on the show. Um, going into this Rams game, you know, you want to start off one one know going into your first home game without the fans. And that's not the right way to start the season, especially against a team that you don't really know. You don't know anything about. They don't even have a fucking name. And the way they finished that game was just heartless, gutless, sackless, ballless. And it's just, it really pissed me off. So um, I know I wasn't the only one pissed in this group. I know Zach had a lot to say. I know Trevor had a lot to say. And these two guys, I have to give a special shout out to these two guys because these two guys had the show rolling when my phone died two separate times. And these guys are the best. That's why we're going to be the best podcast. And uh, breaking news. Zomp after every single game. He will be back for 15 to 20 minutes after the game. I'll be bringing him on to uh, discuss his thoughts and opinions about the game. He can't really stay on the whole show because he has a lot of stuff to do with work and stuff, but he will be back and ready to go this week. With that said, Zach, Trevor, are you guys okay from Sunday? Because Sunday was it was a pivotal moment in our first week being on air for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go to Zach first. Have your opinions changed about Carson Wentz? Because I know you were kind of animated on Sunday. We all saw it. You're like, I just got this jersey in the mail, and I feel like just ripping it off. So, Zach, what are your thoughts? All right. I have a whole dialogue here. All right. So, I was sitting there thinking, you take a look at the QBs, the landscape of the QBs. You have the elite ones. You have the great ones. You have the mediocre ones. And you got the shitty ones. Mm -hmm. Excuse my language. But one thing that they all have in common is that you manage the game 60 to 70% of the time. The mediocre ones, the shitty ones, try to manage the game 80 to 90% of the time. Now, where I fall in line with Carson Wentz is he's trying to be that elite guy where he manages the game 60% of the time and makes amazing plays 40% of the time, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Patrick Mahomes, like an Aaron Rodgers. And in this time and age where everybody's celebrating the big play, we need to realize that 
It's okay to be an Alex Smith. It's okay to be a Russell Wilson and make plays when they are called upon. And too often you see him try to make the big plays when it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And with an O-line that was failing, uh, they played well in the first quarter, quarter and a half, and then once Washington stopped the run game, all hell broke loose. So you do have to give credit where credit is due. That defensive line decided to change up the game plan. They did a great job getting after the quarterback. They did a great job sitting on routes. And Carson and Dougie P, who I thought was one of the better third-quarter teams in the NFL, did a horrible job adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. And really, Carson got off his game, and they didn't give him layups. When you are a rhythm passer – such as Carson Wentz, when you saw him go on his little rampage over the last four games, when he gets in a rhythm, there is not many quarterbacks better than him. You need to give him some layups. You need to get Jalen Rager the ball, not 55 yards down the field, but a five-yard slant. Where were the slants? Where were the actual screen passes that worked? Not those little bullshit bubble passes that put him in third and long. You know, well, I also, I, I'm sorry to break, up, break you up, but – I also thought it was a little bit odd that Deshaun Jackson was on the snap count. Um, I, I, I heard about that two days after the game was played. Why is he on the snap count? Didn't we deal with him not being in the lineup for 15 weeks out of the season last year? Like, why is he on the snap count? Like, is this guy ever going to be fully healthy? I don't get it. Is there something wrong with him? I, I just don't know. I know he's 33 years old and probably going to be 40, 34, I think, this year. Or is he going to be 33 this year? I don't even know. I didn't do research. Sue me. Um but it's just a little odd to me that this guy's on the snap count when you need him desperately in your offense, especially with a rookie, uh, Jalen Rager at wide receiver, who did catch 34 December 1st, by the way. 34 December 1st is what I thought. Um, I just thought it was a little bit odd that this guy, being the veteran that he is, was on the snap count. And I, I, I truly despise it because I have another point to bring up. Back in 2018, Ron Rivera, they were down 17 and nothing against us with the Carolina Panthers in our house. He adjusted against us then, too, and they won the same exact way that they won against us on Sunday. And this guy, you have to keep in mind, Ron Rivera is ill right now. Okay, He had to get IVs at halftime. And this guy adjusted perfectly to Carson Wentz's gameplay to where it made him look like a complete bitch. Now, I'm not saying he's a complete scrub because I still have a little bit of faith in Carson Wentz. But whenever teams adjust correctly to Carson Wentz, he can't overcome it. And that's the big problem I have with him at QB. And part part – a lot of play, uh, fans in the fan base, they can't fall the guy no matter what. Now, what I saw in the fan base after that game was there were a ton of new people bashing Carson Wentz. A ton. Now, I see Zach shaking his head. He's going to disagree with me. But I saw some people on Twitter that would literally suck Carson Wentz's cock every single week, just bashing him. And that's what I saw differently. It's like we almost needed this loss to come together as a fan base and realize that, hey, the honeymoon's over. It's time to get going because the Philadelphia Eagles are our life. And this quarterback, quarterbacks come and go. It's about the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not about the name on the back. It's about the logo on the front. People need to, they need to get with the picture because let me, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry, Zach. I don't want Jalen Hurts starting for this football team. I really don't. I want Carson Wentz to be the guy. I want him to grab his balls and lead this team like, like we, like we know he can. All right. Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. He's not. I bet on him five separate times. The guy couldn't even run a fucking offense at times at Alabama or Oklahoma. How is he going to run an NFL franchise when they adjust on the win? I'm sorry. Or on the fly. Wrong word. Sorry. Trevor, what do you think? I'm going to give you a little stat here via Jimmy Kemsky. Five worst losses since the Eagles became a contender in 2017. 21-17 Panthers, 2018. Blue is 17-0. Remember that game we were talking about. I was there. 48-7, Saints, 2018. 27-24, 2019. Against the Lions, 37-10, Cowboys. 37-31, Dolphins. They won the next game all five times. Mm-hmm. So, and I agree. Like, I, when I looked at Twitter, we saw, like, we usually see, like, the same old, same old people who drop down to the God, like, Carson Wentz, what have you done for me lately? And they see him bashing him. I'm about to say it's, it's about damn time this fan base grew a set of pair because I feel this fan base has gotten pretty soft lately. 
it's it's not about being soft or too loyal to their players. Too, it's too, a, too much coddling. It's the same. It's the same fucking people week in and week out who won't trade away Zach Ertz when he wants to get paid, and we can't afford him because the cap is in such hell next year. We can't afford to restructure his deal. They won't trade him for a player like Allen Robinson who desperately wants to get out of Chicago. Who would make us better like that? It's it's just the fans just need to stay the fuck away from the game. They need to. They need to realize that they're not helping the situation. They're hurting it because something tells me that Harry Roseman's so dumb that he listens to these fans week in and week out. So please just stop talking. These fans don't know what they're talking about. And I'm sorry for whoever's listening. We have a call-in hotline that we're going to announce to you guys if you want to voice your frustrations to either me, Zach, or Trevor. It's probably going to be me, though, because I'm the most outlandish spoken fan there is. So whatever. We're going to give out that number soon. You guys. One more other thing. I know Alan Robinson wanted to trade. He walked back with his agent and stuff. He doesn't want to trade. He wants to stay in Chicago. Here's the thing. If we, if we want Ertz for Robinson, this is their tight end room. Since I do a little I, – I, when you said that, I looked at their depth chart. It is Jim, Jimmy Graham. They drafted a, court, a, a tight end named Cole Komet. Remember that name. And there's some other ones too. It's pretty hilarious. Like they're, they'll be having six tight ends in that room. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of insane? Like that's a, not a need right now for the Bears, but it's like if for a need right now for the Bears, it's probably running back. So yep. his Montgomery kids stay healthy and Tariq Cohen's a great gadget player. So Ertz for Robinson, that is off the table. How like, Chicago's even like I don't like I don't know where Ertz would go personally. Yeah, no. I mean, you did bring that up. I mean, they have a lot of tight ends. They just drafted one in the second round. You did bring that up earlier in the week. I'm just saying that Ertz being on this team, I'm sorry, but it might be hurting us more than anything. It, it really it, that's my opinion for what I'm seeing, like the last two and a half years. And with him and Carson Wentz, it's just like everyone's like, oh, he's his go-to guy. It's the chemistry. will fuck it up. Uh, if it's not fucking it up now, what do you call it? Like, yeah, because it's, it's making him play like a bitch. So – in my opinion, I would fleece a team 100%. I'll try to get two first-round picks or a stud at uh, elite right wide receiver or something. But I'm ready to wave goodbye to Earth. Uh, if we get two first-round picks, I'd do that trade right now. I don't think you can get two first-round picks for first anyone crazy, personally. Like, the last time someone, someone got two first-round picks was for Jamal Adams. So, Zach Ertz, I, I, I'll see maybe a, a, a high second-round pick. Yeah. That's really? why, like a first round pick, that's asking a lot too. Like but the fan base thinks he's so good, so why wouldn't well, the, fan, the fan base need to take off their green and yet they were midnight green and white glasses, yeah. or their Kelly green glasses for once? Yeah, he's not a top five tight end. No, he's not. Like he's not the top tight end in the league. Yeah, you may see him do like a Visa commercial with Julia Ertz. We all know who the real star is. It's Julia Ertz, not <laughs> Zach Ertz. So. <laughs> Take off the the sunglasses, please. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, we're Eagle fans. We gotta criticize some people. We need to stop the coddling. Yes. I hate that word too. Yes. We we coddle every single player we get. Look at the look at I listen. I'm not a Phillies fan, but look at Bryce Harper. He was batting 240, and they won't bash him. Like it's like how 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 are you gonna not coddle? No, him? I'll give you a better one. Um, this 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 team wants to like for example another team in there. They want to coddle Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. That's I, like, I like Joel. I don't like Ben Simmons. They more than coddle. They yeah. coddle him to the No, but listen, I like Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid, he's a stud. Joel Embiid, when he's healthy, is a stud. I know you're shaking your head again, Zach, but you're a Knicks fan, so you don't have a point on this one. All right? But Ben Simmons. Well, is, I don't know how shitty, so I can uh, yeah. put it on that. <laughs> yeah, Ben Simmons isn't um, isn't anything special. I'd trade him in heartbeat. But Embiid, hell no. Um, but getting back to the Eagles – um. Yeah, Sunday. What do we think? What do we think, guys? Because I know I have my theories. I have my thoughts. I have five different ex- explanations of why I think we're going to win on Sunday. But I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on why we're going to lose or win on Sunday. And then we'll get to the hotline. We'll get to the phone lines. And then you guys can call in and say whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to start with Zach on this one. Zach, what do you think? Uh, Well, outside of not being able to stop the – Washington team inside of their own field. The defense played relatively well. I would have liked them to play better because although the offense put them in bad situations, you can't give up a touchdown every single time like they did. So for me, I feel like the defense is going to play a little better. The more that these linebackers, and you've seen the linebackers with the confusion with Jalen Mills and everything, giving up that wide open touchdown, the more these guys play, 
the better that they're going to get, The hopefully, and the more communication is going to be brought on with one another. Uh, as far as the offensive side, I think uh, Dougie P, if everything goes according to plan, do what you did with Nick Foles. I know that's a name that we're not supposed to mention. Oh, oh, no, you can mention it all day here. You're free to mention it here. <laughs> Simplify the playbook. You have rookies at wide receiver that you are counting on. You've got a second-year running back that you're counting on. You have inexperienced offensive line. Simplify the playbook. Give Carson a couple wins. And, you know, when you get the space, go deep. And when you go deep – we need to count on Carson to hit those deep balls. And if he doesn't, he deserves to be criticized. Mm-hmm. One thing off of this game, for those of you calling for Jalen Hurts, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Shut the hell up. And I know that we're a fan podcast, and I appreciate everybody's input, but shut the hell up. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Trust me. I'm, listen, I know, I, know some, I, know some more, league. I know some of our fans are idiotic. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you this as one of the smartest fans in the fan base, all right? You do not want Jalen Hurts. You don't want him. He will lead us to three wins every single year. You don't want him. Trust me. He's a bad quarterback. Now, he's a gadget player, but look at who drafted him. How he drafted him in the second round. A guy that can't draft. So why would you want him in there? Watch some film at Alabama. I promise you, you do not want this guy in this lineup. Exactly. Hey, I got a drop for you for those Eagle fans. There we go. I don't know if it went through or not. What's the drop? It was, would you please shut the hell up? To the oh, would you please shut the hell up? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, come on. I, I'm just annoyed. Like, we can like Carson Wentz. We can criticize Carson Wentz. But don't bring that dumb shit in here. We- Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like Insta confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores. You did it with Nick Foles and Carson. Now you're trying to do it with Jalen Hurts, a guy that was inactive game one. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the backup. He was the third-string inactive quarterback for game one. They know he sucks. That's why he was inactive. It's because we didn't have a preseason. We're trying to get him acclimated to everything else. The reason he was drafted in the second round is because we talked about it on Sunday, how you know Howie Roseman likes to play Billy Beanball, and he tries to outsmart the room, and he spends all this money on Carson, all this money on the defensive line. He's like, well, shit, I can't get an experienced – backup quarterback at 10 million a year. Let me draft a Jalen Hurts that I can build up and get him on the cheap. Let me ask you a question. If the word really is savant, by the way, was we need to use that word. It's savant. Savant. They, there you if go. They, if they wanted a quarterback so bad, why didn't they trade into the first round and get love? Like why didn't go why didn't they go get him? Like why would you pick Jalen Hurts, a guy that was going to fall in the fourth or fifth round in the second round? You know, he's inactive on Sunday. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because how he's stupid is he can't draft correctly. Like you, could, like, you could have gotten that second-round pick, a running back that we could have used to go do a thunder or lightning thing with with Miles Sanders. Because we all know Corey Clement can't play. Boston mm-hmm. Scott, he's a nice player, but he's not a featured running back. Mm-hmm. Like We could use a, a wide, another wideout. We could use a defensive end. Or we could have done something we really need as on, on called the offensive line since Brandon Brooks tore his Achilles. Yep. Which there's no common sense of, of Howie Roseman right now. So I'm going to take major heat here, though. Oh, bring I the think, heat. I think Jack, Jack Driscoll actually played a decent game before he went out. Me and Trevor have been talking Jack Driscoll since he got drafted. Yeah, I think he. I thought he played a really decent game before he got hurt with the cramps, got his period. You know, hey, so, so hey, let him be. So prior. Wait, what? What happened with Pryor? What he was projected to be the left tackle, then all of a sudden, you know, you have JP switch over to the left tackle. We automatically assumed he was going to play on the right side. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get any snaps. What happened? Where where did he go? Why did uh Jordan Malata get the snaps? Why did Pryor, who did a an admiral job last year filling in for Brandon Brooks, mm-hmm. why did he not play at all? Yeah, 
the question I want to know. Yeah, I don't uh, because maybe because Matt Pryor is wasted talent and he's not any good, and that's that falls on Howie Roseman again because he can't draft save his life. He's a cap guy, and people think that being a cap guy makes you the GM and you could pick talent. No, it doesn't. It makes you an accountant and nothing more. Uh, that's why Joe Douglas going into going over to the Jets absolutely killed us because that guy can evaluate talent. Look at him. Look at the size of him. Look at the size of Joe Douglas. He was the guy that picked all those players, not Howie Roseman, the guy that gets shoved into lockers. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, seriously, use your head. Like, this guy This guy probably didn't even play volleyball. Like, honestly, just use your head. Come on. Howie, Howie Roseman's that kid that you, you pick last in dodgeball. No, no, no. You pick uh, – I hate saying this, but you pick the guy, the special kid, before you pick Howie Roseman. Like, and I don't like saying that because I'm probably going to get that, That's correct. Player. You could go off that. You, you, if he gets hey, I was last. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> I was picked second to last once. And that was, that was an hey, hey, by the way, we have a game in Cleveland, by the way. It's 14-10 uh, Browns right now. Is it actually a game? Wow. It yes. is actually a game. They're moving. They're both moving the ball pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Unlike the Eagles against the Washington Rachel Slurs. Yeah, Washington football team. You know, I thought it was the funniest thing when they brought it up on the TV as the graphic. Touchdown, Washington football team. Can I be honest? Those graphics are really obnoxious now. <laughs> They're very obnoxious. They're very obnoxious. It's like they went, like, let me go, let's go full Madden, like Madden 05 yeah. or Madden 07 off the graphics. Like, That's legit what it feels like. It's like they think they think you're blind. It's like so big on the screen. All right, Trevor, why do you think the Eagles are going to go into week two Beat the Rams and come out one and one. Uh, who's playing the offensive line? That's my question. Is Lane Johnson playing? Uh, Lane Johnson yeah. expected to play. Although Miles Sanders is attempting to play. Uh, Miles Sanders is projected to play as well. He was a who's that? Who's at my right guard? Is it going to be Driscoll? Uh, let's hope so. Let, let's hope so. I yeah. personally, I really. Here's my thing: the Rams look very basic. They're a basic team. Like you could go like like how Dallas played them. You could, I feel like you could go over the top of them a little bit. Like Ramsey's going to be on your number one, so it's like he's going to probably be on Deshaun or Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. Pick one. After that, they have Leonard Floyd. He's okay. He's whatever. He was a bust of Chicago. So I'm I I want to say a win, but I think it's going to be a close game. He's both off. Like. Jared Goff didn't look too hot on Sunday night against the Cowboys. No. He had an interception. I I want to say a win, but I'm not. I'm not going to say it. I think it's going to be a close game. I'll say that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so you guys both gave your win predictions already. So I, I just don't. I, here's my thing. You got Aaron Donald. He's, gonna, he's feasting mm-hmm. on a, a garbage offensive line known as the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like. This word, but is this a must win week two? For me, it's not a must win, but it's a must play a lot better. If you guys don't look better than you did week one, I'm I'm kind of taking out the trash here. All right. All right. So pessimistic me, I am one of the more pessimistic Eagles fans out there right now because I'm not a huge fan of the the whole Carson Wentz train. I just like to see the players play and play up to the potential. Um, I'm calling this right here, right now. This is a stone cold lock win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, lock it up. Uh, this is a win. You know, they got embarrassed last week. They're going to come home to no fans. Obviously there's going to be no one in the vicinity. I think it's like two mile vicinity. There's no Xfinity live is going to be open by the way. No, no, it's open. It's, it's closed. I mean, it's, it's, they shut a two mile radius. Jim Kenny. Wow. Look at this jackass. Yeah. Well, well, he's like at least he's giving local businesses a chance to get get afloat. Yeah. yeah, no, it's gonna be live the next time they're open is for the Cincinnati game. Um, but they got embarrassed last week. Carson Wentz has something to prove. They say they don't listen to talk radio. They listen. They listen to podcasts. They listen to people. They're human beings. They listen. Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic, what do you do? This is in your hands at all times. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get updates. You're gonna see things you don't want to see them. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. There isn't much you can do. You're sitting on your phone. You read things. You see things. Trust me, they know. And if we know this Eagles team as well as we think we do, they're going to come out with something to prove. Uh, look for them to get that heart, hot start and hopefully not take their foot off the gas and continue to call the plays that are necessary to succeed. I'm sick and tired of Dougie P hanging out Carson Wentz to dry because he's got all this talent. 
If you ever want him to be an elite quarterback, you have to put him in the right system. And I'm sick of the BS. Yeah. yeah you, said it, you said it right there. Now, Sean McVay, what is Sean McVay's coaching record against us? Is it, what is it, 0-3? I don't, I don't think he beat us once. Uh, we played him in 17, 18. I don't think we, – we didn't play him last year, so no. 0-2. All right, so he's on two against us. I'll tell you something that Ron Rivera had that Sean McVay didn't. Sean McVay didn't have that skill to adjust as Ron Rivera did. And Sean McVay is a loser against us. He can't beat us. And I'll tell you right here, right now, if we get out on a lead against the LA Rams this week, it, they're not going. They're not coming back. They're just not. You know, because Ron Rivera, he's a smart coach. Sean McVay's a smart coach too. He remembers things that you probably shouldn't remember, like plays from Washington when he was like the computer boy. But <laughs> but the thing is. Sean McVay, I have to go against that right now because they're going coast to coast. All right. You're going to get jet lag no matter what because going coast to coast sucks no matter what. Um, 10 a.m. start time. Think about that. 10 a.m. start time. They're going coast to coast after a big win at home against the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And the Dallas Cowboys, you also have to put this into uh, action. Dak Prescott can't throw the long ball. Like he can't. I was watching that game Sunday. His longest his longest completion was what thirty three yards. Carson Wentz could throw it over fifty. So if Carson Wentz could throw the long ball and it nails accurately, I feel like we have we have a day. I really do because I don't think the LA Rams' front is better than the Redskins' front. I think the Redskins' front is top three. I think the Rams fall somewhere in the top ten maybe. But the the Redskins' front was just ridiculous. They got pressure all day. They didn't even have to go to their corners because the pressure was just there the whole day. And Jalen Ramsey, he's honestly the only person I fear in the LA Rams' secondary. All the other players in their secondary, they're like, whatever, no. You know, and you're not going to throw that way. And even if you do, you know, you're not going to expect it. So the what I see when you factor everything in, I see the Eagles winning this game by 10 points. I think they're going to come out firing. Here's, here's their secondary. Jalen Ramsey, Troy Hill, John Johnson, and Taylor Rapp. Yeah. Rapp's all right. Yeah, all right. See, Rapp's all right. You know, Jalen Ramsey is their key piece. They dumped all that money into him, and it's it's – I, I'm I'm feeling this game, guys. I really am. Like I want Carson wants to do so well. Like I really do. And I am lab- I'm labeling this a must win. I am. I think I'll probably have more fun gambling this week. I'm probably not going to bet the Eagles this week. So never bet the Eagles. Never bet your own. They, here's the other thing. They never cover whenever I bet them. Wait, it's hold on, hold on, hold on. I got something to show you before I give out the phone line to the fans. All right. So listen. What's I that line? How about that? All right. I got to show you guys something because I. I put this in yesterday. Sorry for bourbon. I put this in yesterday. Um, we'll cut that. All right, so I got the Philadelphia Eagles. I wagered 747 to win 1494 on the money line, and the line shifted ever since then. So I'm not saying I shift the line because it's really not that much money to them, but the Eagles are not favorites. And you have to keep this in the mind. One of my hobbies is actually reading lines. Like that's what I do, you know, because – I, I have fun with it. I like to make money. Everyone likes to make money. What am I saying? But I like to make money in an easy way, like a fun way when it comes to gambling. So play, uh, people like me realize the opening lines. So e- the Eagles opened up a minus four this week. That shifted all the way down to the Eagles plus one. Now you have to keep in mind, the opening line is what Vegas truly thinks a team is going to do. Always the, with the opening line. Because they're never going to put a minus four out there for the smarts for for the smart people that jump all over. They're never going to do that. So if they truly put the Eagles minus four as opening line, they truly think that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this game by more than four points. I got a one and a half right now. Eh, that's simple. You're going to win. It's a very very easy bet. It's it's well, probably the easiest of the week, honestly. Uh, my easy one was the Cardinals was six and a half. And that covered. I know that was easy. That was I was like, that was they a got money. Let's go. No, Did you not watch last year at all. Like, come on. Oh, no. I know. I know. I I I love betting the Cardinals. Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech plus five hundred was the easiest game of the week last week. <laughs> I took the money line. They beat Florida State outright. Well, Florida State still stinks. That's why. Yeah, they do. All right, I'm going to post the hotline number so you guys can call in, uh, voice your displeasures or whatever you want to do. Uh, the hotline number is 
518-539-4911. Mr. Zach over there will control the calls. So if you guys want to chime in, say whatever you feel about this Sunday or in the past weeks, go right ahead. But uh, that number is there for you. So whenever you guys want to chime in, go for it. Um, but with that said, Zach, how do you see this game playing out on Sunday? What is your score prediction? Ah, oh, man. I went with a high score last time. It didn't work out. I'm, I'm going to stick in the 20s. I'm going to stick in the 20s. I'm going to go uh, 27-21 Eagles. Okay. Uh, do you have anything like to base that off of, or is that just going on, on a win? That's going on a win because I think this Eagles team is going to come out angry. I, Bill Belichick said it best. You need four games to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. That was with preseason. Now that we don't have preseason – you know, the Eagles should know who they are, but Howie Roseman doesn't get veterans. He he gets these young guys. He gets frugal. You're trying to get on the same page with J.J. from last year. You're still trying to get on the same page with. You're gonna, trying to get on the same page with Rager. You're still, still trying to get on the same page with Deshaun, who didn't play very much last year, trying to get on the page with Hightower. It's going to take some time for these two to everybody to get on the same page. But, you know, at the end of the day, if – Carson Wentz is as good as everybody thinks he is. He needs to overcome these challenges. He needs mm-hmm. to be able to prevail no matter the situation, no matter how frugal it, how he gets at time. And I think that's what gets lost in sight is that he doesn't have enough time to really connect with these guys, not just because of the offensive line, but because training camp wasn't as long as it was. Um, padded practices weren't as long as they used to be. Everything has changed come to this year because of the pandemic. And I think that plays a part in it, but it doesn't play the whole part in it. Like right. defense to me, you know, off those turnovers, it would have been nice to hold them to a field goal or get a turnover. But we, once again, yeah. it seems like that defense lacks that game changing play that, you know, Avante Maddox dropped an interception. Um, the linebackers are all confused and going sideways and running into one another. Like, We need that game-changing kind of play. Like, yeah, Carson may have hung the defense out to dry, but how often do you see your defense get out there, get angry, and say, listen, we're going to get you the ball back, or you know what, we're going to hold them to a field goal, go back out there and get me a touchdown. Like, that's what we need. We need a whole team effort. So we can put it all on Carson. We can criticize Carson. But at the end of the day, we need everybody to play as a team. We need Dougie P to call a better game. We need the defense to play better. We need Carson to play better. End of story. That's it. Yeah, exactly. When he when he had that first uh, interception, it changed the whole game around. And people are acting like, oh, look at how the offensive line acted like when they stopped playing. No one playing. He was just getting tackled by three different players. <clears throat> like a fucking – yeah, I don't even know how to compare that. Um, but it, it was – it was. <sighs> I, 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 Carson, you can throw at somebody's feet. Like you don't have to throw the ball out of bounds. You can throw it at a receiver's feet. Like, you don't necessarily have to throw the ball away. Just throw it at the ground towards a receiver. Exactly. Take the sack. Like, one of the greatest things that we love about Carson is his ability to extend extend plays. One of the worst things about Carson is his inability to realize when the play's dead. The play's Mm -hmm. over. Just get rid of the ball. And I know the offensive line broke down, but too often seen ability to throw it at somebody's feet. Throw it Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. 
Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash this is home today. It doesn't necessarily have to be out of bounds. We could beat at a receiver's feet. It could be out of the pocket and then throw it across the line of scrimmage. It didn't necessarily have to be out of bounds. Yeah. So he needs to realize when the play breaks down, if the play's still live, if they can get a scramble going, if a wide receiver can break free, or the play's just dead, live on to the next play. Not every play has to be a game-changing play. And I think this is what Carson needs to realize. He needs to realize that, hey, you know, I'm going to manage the game. You know, too often we call game managers basically shitty quarterbacks, but it's okay to manage the game and then make plays when it's called upon. And that's what we need from Carson. And too often he's just trying to make the plays and not manage the game. Well, yeah, you just nailed that. He's trying to make the plays. And this other commenter in the comment section said Carson can't extend plays like he used to. It's sad. And I want to bring up another point. Thanks, Danny Lukenheimer, for that comment, by the way, because it brings up a good That's point. A, point. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people are like, why don't you roll out Carson Wentz like he did back in 2017? Well, something in the back of my mind tells me that Carson Wentz can't roll out consistently. Like the, there's something really wrong with his knee. And the way that they fixed it, like it just makes him just immobile. Like he can't really move anymore. You know, get the Donovan McNabb ACL surgery, so he can't be mobile anymore. Yeah. So great. So we could make sure whoever this doctor is does not do surgery again. Yeah. No. And, Don, and the thing about Donovan McNabb is he he actually turned into a pocket passer. Like he was a decent pocket passer. Yeah. Like Carson Wentz isn't. You know, no. he has to move out to throw the ball. So that's that's the biggest concern that I have, and also like people say that he that people try to like push the narrative that he turned into clutch after that Dallas game, after that Redskins game. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Those teams are two shit ass teams, and I'm not putting clutch on his resume with those two wins. Um, to me, he's just a guy that you know he's in the game, he makes plays, but when you need him the most, he's just not there. So. That's just my take on Carson Wentz. I'm sick of bashing the guy. I've said what I've said for the last two and a half years. I just don't know why these fans can't comprehend. There's like four. Yeah, I, I I just don't understand why they can't. These fans can't comprehend what what people these, like me are saying. I, I will say this: like I've I've had the mute Eagles Twitter, and it's the greatest thing I've ever done mm-hmm. because the most garbage takes that are usually out on the street are always there. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to meet you guys. It's been the greatest feeling ever because yep. if you say something like unreasonable about Carson, you get the hell demons after you who are the Carson Wentz wall defenders. They're like, not to get political. They're like Trump supporters. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are. They think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread when he's like, not really. Frank White won that Super Bowl with Nick Foles calling the offensive plays. So, yeah. And see, so no, the, the biggest the biggest one is uh we would have won it better with Carson. I'm like, how the hell can you win that game in a better fashion than Nick Foles did? Like he literally outdueled Tom Brady. Like, are you telling me that Carson Wentz would have had 600 yards and six touchdowns? Like, how can you do better? Like, you couldn't do it better. That's that. Those are the typical Wentz. Um, what what do we what should we call them? I, I need a name for them. The Wentzian Society. No, not that. That's that's too mainstream. We gotta think of our own thing. So, uh, I'll think about. I'll, I'll bring. I'll do a brainstorm with you guys. So, wait, what? The Wentz Republic. Carsonians. Carsonians. The Wentz <laughs> Republics. That's what they are. I think they're better than everything. And since sliced bread, they think this guy's better than this guy, and it's like ridiculous. So, yeah, we need to stop splitting up the fan base. No, I kind of like it though. Carson yeah, Wentz is our quarterback. Let's roll with him, but it's nah, okay. We, 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 need, we need to give the kids some tough love. Yeah. Yeah. What, have, what have we not learned at all from Donovan Knapp? He, he performed well when we gave him tough love. Though he's a kind of a shithead outside, I still yeah. like him, though. Well, Don, Michael, I like him as a player, not as a person. I like him still anyway, so. 
Yeah, I mean, as a person, he had, like, the best poker face of all time. Like, if you played poker against him, you're going to lose everything you have. Um, Wait, that's that's usually Michael Jordan, so. Yeah. (laughs) He'll play you for a dollar. He'll play you for a hundred bucks. It don't matter. He's taking it. And you realize it's like. Yeah. He'll have, a seven, damn, here. he'll have a 7-2 offsuit against you, and he'll win, like, a million dollars when you have kings. Sure. But, um, so, what do you think of this Rams team overall? What do I think of them? I think they're – sh- I, I think they're pretty basic. They're not explosive. I don't, I don't think they're that good. I, 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 like Cooper, I like Cooper Cup. I like Robert Woods. I hate Jared Goff. I, I think Jared Goff is one of the – more average quarterbacks in the league, especially being the top pick overall. Would you say he's kind of a, just a dink face? Wait, what? He's like a, a dink Eli face almost. No, he has like a Napoleon Dynamite face. Like, shut up, Tina, or like whatever, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I just think he looks like a dink. That's why he doesn't look like him and Daniel Jones. They give off like they feel like you get both stupid looks from them all the time. Well Daniel, Jones, well, Daniel Jones cracked me up the other night because Daniel Jones, uh, there was a blitzing linebacker that dropped that back in the coverage and he threw it right to him. Like, I thought that was the funniest thing. And all of a sudden, later on in the game, you see him trying to go out of bounds and he throws it right at the ball boy. He was like, here, catch. It's like the funniest shit. I knew Daniel Jones was going to suck. That, that guy is terrible. Um, I know but- Zach's a New Yorker here, and he has to, has to watch the dumpster fire called the New York Jets and the Giants. Who do you trust more? Would you rather trust Jared Goff, Danny Dimes, Trubisky, or Kyler Murray? Because we all know Kyler Murray's number one. Where do you rank the rest of them? Uh, I would say, oh, man, that's tough. I like Jared Goff only for the simple fact that he has Sean McVay with him. I have no idea what the hell he would be without Sean McVay because that's one of the great things that Sean McVay does that Dougie Peter saw it. He saw it. He saw it with Jeff Fisher. He was yeah, trapped. That was his rookie year. You can't really. Rookie year? I mean, if you look at Carson Wentz, his first three games of his rookie year, he was dynamic. Yeah, okay. You saw, you saw Deshaun Watson's rookie year. If, if he didn't get the ACL tear, I mean, he was dynamic. Patrick Mahomes, dynamic. First okay, wait. You saw everybody's three games with Jeff Fisher as their head coach. They don't play very well. Well, Jeff Fisher's the most average court coach of all time. Like he's like he's like the definition of Jay Cutler at quarterback. Like exactly. So I'll take Jared Goff with Sean McVay. Not without him, with Sean McVay. So you're saying John Fox is a better head coach than Jeff Fisher then? Which one? Yeah. Fox. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, John Fox went to uh, the Super Bowl with Jake Belum as his quarterback. So. And Peyton Manning, too. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different. Yeah, and then he went to Chicago and just nosedive yeah. with Cutler. And had yeah, a chase. yeah, I actually felt like – the thing about Jake Cutler is he is a very average quarterback, and he pulled himself out of that game um, in the NFC Championship game against the Packers because I think he, like, hurt his foot or whatever. Um, but we MCL. are uh, – MCL. Yeah, we are kind of blessed in Philadelphia because the last couple of years we've had decent quarterbacks. Like, as much as I bash on Carson Wentz, like, he's not bad. Like, I just think that the, the fan base puts him up there with Tom Brady and, like, Peyton Manning. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. He's Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is what he is, not the same guy that he used to be. And that's okay, you know, uh, as long as he can produce wins. Like, our star in Philadelphia. We are so desperate for a star in Philadelphia. It's ridiculous. Yeah, desperation. I mean, we have uh, – we technically – it's funny because people always bring this up to me. They're like, why do you hate on all of our stars in the city of Philadelphia? All right, number one, Bryce Harper, way overpaid, even though I'm not a Phillies fan. Way overpaid, but you had to do it because you had no hitting. Now they have bomb and makes it look a little bit better. All right. Yeah, Claude and Giroux. called up too if people forget about adding that. <laughs> Claude Giroux absolutely sucks in the playoffs. All right, that's why I don't – that's why I don't like him. All right, Ben Simmons. Everyone's like, this guy's a superstar. Not a superstar. He's a defensive guy. Doesn't play both sides of the, um, the court. Uh, can't shoot as a point guard. You got to shoot. They turn him into a power forward. So he doesn't have to shoot, which is kind of lame. Um, who else? Carson Wentz was great. He was a superstar. I don't think so anymore. Uh, Zach Ertz. Everyone's like, this guy's a superstar. He's not a superstar. He's not a tight end in my book. He's a slow wide receiver. Um, that's why it, it's just crazy. Cause in the city of Philadelphia, all the players that are labeled superstars are like the most overhyped players ever. And there's something wrong with them. It's just my take. Like I said, desperate for a star. So we're going to make anybody a star right now. Yep. 
And Bryce Harper was batting like 239 before he hit a home run tonight. Tell you what, R.J. Barrett's a star. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop right there. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Contain yourself. Zach, uh, Kyle, get the concussion, pro- the the concussion protocol out right now. Alonzo, he's a star. Like, dude, it was one year. Like, let's not anoint these guys before they have two, three good years. Let's – like Paul George. Paul George was a nice player. He was transitioning. But all of a sudden, we label him the, this huge star. He has these huge expectations. And look, he shit the bed in the playoffs. Not that you guys watch the NBA, but he absolutely shit the bed in the playoffs. You know why? Because he bought into it. Oh, no, I'm not saying I don't watch the NBA. I used to watch the NBA before J- uh, Josh Harris wouldn't sell the team because he's a stooge. Um, and they want to move over to a lake, and they want to move out of the Wells Fargo Center because it's not good enough, and the fans are like trying to segregate themselves from everyone else. Uh, I think just the, the Sixers fan base is so weird that it turned me off. Um, but it's, yeah, not like, <laughs> it's, it's not like I don't watch the NBA, and it's not that I don't pay attention. Like I said, I love Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is by far the best athlete in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, and I don't think it's close, and I don't even watch the Sixers that much. I just I feel bad for JoJo. I kind of wish they trade him because the Sixers aren't going to do anything. Um, but yeah, by the way, Zach, who are the Sixers going to pick in the draft this year? Probably another uh, overseas guy, right? Probably uh, from like Real Madrid or something. What pick do they have? That's some great. That's some great. Uh, La Liga basketball knowledge right there. Yeah, yeah, Barcelona, Real Madrid, hey, Sevilla. <laughs> Who are they going to pick them from? Which, they're going to have the number eight pick. You're on the clock. How, how, how many Sixer fans, if you go, if they draft someone from Real Madrid, um, the basketball team will – how many Sixer fans will go out to Real Madrid sports shop and buy the guy's Real Madrid basketball jersey to rock it to their Sixer process party? Listen, he's a coach. Yeah, they're they're looking at Mike D'Antonio right now, which a lot of people think it would be a bad bad hire. I don't. I think Mike D'Antoni is actually a decent coach. I just think he was put in really bad situations. It's just my take on that. Uh, just not Tyron Lue because he would ruin the team. Would you who regular season success without postseason success or just no success at all? No, I just think he's put in really bad situations. You look – I'm sorry we're talking basketball here. We're not supposed to talk about basketball. But you look at when he was with the Lakers. Like he had Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant together. That was terrible. Uh, he had two ball hogs this year. That was terrible. Uh, the only place he really flourished was in Phoenix. And Phoenix, like they had mediocre players. They didn't have that one superstar, you know. So Cash or Mars Stoudemire. Well, Steve Nash was on a decline at that point. You know, you have to remember. MVPs. On the decline, went to Los Angeles. No, Steve Nash was on the decline at the latter end, his, latter end of his son's. Like, I'll give you 10-11 or 11-12. He was bad. Mm-hmm. His what, what, decline hit when he went to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, didn't he start off on Dallas? Yeah, he went to no, – he was originally drafted by the Suns and traded to Dallas. Then yeah. he signed with the Suns in o, after the 0-3-0-4 season. Yeah. And him and Amari Stoudemire were the best pick-and-roll combo – in the league at that point. Excuse me. Throw some respect in the Sean Marion, the Matrix, please. Then oh, my God. I don't even want to watch that guy shoot. I- I'm so sick of watching that. All right. Football. Yeah. What do you think? I saw this line already for the Eagles. It's like one and a half. Yeah. Do you like the over-under total of this game? I'm not paying attention to it. Okay. I- I am- I'm a nerd for like over-unders. I hit the under for the Cowboys-Rams game. Mm-hmm. So, I think th- – I want to say this could be a close game or a blowout because right now the total points is at 46 right now. <laughs> I totally see a 24-14 game out of this game. Right. Am I too crazy to say that? Um, no. no, I mean, you're not crazy. I mean, it could go either way. It could either be a very high-scoring game with both offenses being completely up-tempo the whole time and not and the defense is absolutely shit in the bed. Or it could be one of those defensive juggernaut games where we get to the LA Rams, we make them shit the bed, and ditto on our part because we have no offensive line. So, I mean, it just depends. It depends on how you see it. But I'm staying far away from the total because I couldn't pick it. Okay. All right, guys. I want to remind everybody, as pissed as we were Sunday, I know the fans out there were pissed too. We have a hotline that's open. It's actually working for once. 518-539-4911. Give it a call. Voice your frustration because we're here 
for you guys. You guys are here for us. We reciprocate. So call in. I'll, I'll find my. I'll find the legal pack. I'll be the therapist right then. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's our phone number right there. I'm going to put it up on the screen. You guys can call in, share your frustrations. Um, we have about 13 minutes left of this podcast. And who's, then your I'm going to go. who's your picks for the week, gambling-wise? Gambling-wise. Okay, so I love the Eagles. That's my lock of the week. Not being biased, I honestly said after the game against the Washington Redskins, the team was a travesty. Uh, I just love the, the betting line. I just do. I mean, it opened up four. That means we're going to win. We're going to win that game. Um if I had to look at one, I was looking heavily at that Washington football team line because they're facing the Arizona Cardinals. They're going coast to coast. They're facing the Arizona Cardinals plus six and a half against a team that looked resilient last week coming back against us. Um, I'm not sold on Kyler Murray. I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, the only difference I like about Kyler Murray, he could slide. He could just do his thing. Mm -hmm. Unlike certain quarterbacks who've came out of the draft, who are not a starting quarterback anymore? RG three. Well, you know, let me let me let me just get on this real quick because I like someone someone talked some, talking some shit about me, and I'm gonna call this out because this is a podcast where you can say whatever you want. You guys, you guys can say the same shit too. Uh, this this guy named Bad Dog seventy six seventy six. He is a Giants fan. Um, he had a he had he started his YouTube channel being a New York fan, and. Ever since he started YouTube, he's been coming down. He's been coming after me, talking shit about me, saying I'm living living with my mom until I'm like 30. I'm only 27, by the way, and I'm looking out for my mom. And that's what someone said in my comment section. And um, he's basically just going back and forth with me because I own him. Because he started streaming the Lakers games when he says he's all New York. He started streaming Lakers games, and he got like 30,000 subscribers off of those Lakers games. And that's why he's known as being the Laker dog now, dude. He's a stiff. He's a fake. He's a phony. And you know, I don't think. Any real Giants fan should look up to him because he's a fucking fraud. That's those are my comments. I'm going away from it, and I just had to let that out because he's a bitch. All right, going back to football. What do you guys think? lines. There are some huge lines. I'm looking at them right now. Uh, Saints minus six. Ravens minus seven over the Texans. Chiefs mm -hmm. minus eight and a half over the Chargers. Arizona minus six and a half. Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. Steelers minus seven and a half. San Fran minus seven. Bills minus six. Tennessee minus seven and a half. Who would ever give minus seven and a half to the Titans? It's what is the green, what's the Green Bay line again? Six. The green, the green Bay is six and a half that I got from Caesar Sportsbook. Oh, I got six from FanDuel. So okay, I will throw you my picks already. So I like the Colts at minus three actually. Against the Vikings, that Viking defense stinks. I think that I, Viking team stinks. I'll t we'll agree on that. Yeah. I like the Bears going up against Danny Dimes and the New York Football Gigantes. So, yeah, Mitchy dual, dual threat. I like that. I, I the like Giants, the Giants stink. The Giants are one of the worst football organizations. Period. I don't care They're, if they have titles; they were all luck. They're the they've been the worst football team since 2017. All of their titles were luck. Every single one of them. Nine and seven seasons going into the playoffs. Made a run. Won the Super Bowl every single year. One of them came off of a missed field goal against the Bills. They're all about luck. Fuck them. I want and, my luck coming my way though. Hey, no. Listen, we won our title the right way. We went thirteen and three. Water wire to wire, the best team in the league with a backup quarterback coming in, and we beat the best quarterback of all time. That's how I want to do it. He stinks now, by the way. Huh? He stinks okay. now, by the way. Yeah. Keenum? Case, hey, listen. Case Keenum was on a roll. He was on a roll. And listen, they had yeah, that mirror from the Browns head coach. Yeah. And I like I like the under for Ravens-Texans. It's at 50 right now. Oh, that's rough. Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. That's rough, man. I try not to touch games after a blowout because they go crazy with the lines. I know it's it's at minus seven right now. Yeah, that that. Uh, mm. Or yeah. I, I'll give you this other one: Steelers Broncos minus seven and a half Pittsburgh over unders at forty. Both have both. I love and I mean love the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do they set the over under at forty and then do seven and a half? 
I kind of like the under in that game. I don't know why. This I love the Steelers, but I do I like the, the over. Ooh, the Atlanta Dallas game. I like that under. I don't know why. Fifty four. Hey, Jake Paul. That was one Super Bowl out of four. Get with the pitcher. All right. What were we saying? Over the over under for Cowboys and Falcons at fifty four right now. All right, uh, fifty four. See, it's at four I and a half for, right now. I live for taking the unders in football games because I just feel like they're rigged. I live for taking the unders. Um, so fifty four is a little high. I might take the under on that one. Cowboy unders. Let's go. Yeah, I took it last Sunday because you put you liked it, and then I looked at the bed line and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Let me take it. It's the Rams. Like, let's go. So I'm gonna go with Bears money line. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals six and a half, and I'm gonna go with Cowboys under. I'm gonna try and make this a trend. Cowboys unders. Cowboys unders against Atlanta. Yeah, it's at 54. That's way too high right now. Well, my friend who's a huge Falcons fan thinks the the, the Atlanta Falcons defense is terrible. So dude, that team stinks. Yeah, they have so many first round picks and they don't know what to do with them. So I could I could see that happening. Yeah, well I would go over on that one honestly. Who's your picks? Who's my you picks? The, you have the Eagles. I know that. All right, I have the Eagles. Uh, I have the Philadelphia Eagles with the PK. They're going to win that game. Um, I have. Do you want me to give them all of the games or just my my favorites? Just, that I see? just your favorites. Yeah. Uh, I love Kansas City minus eight and a half. Um. LA LV versus New Orleans. I'm staying away from that game. I don't like uh, that game. I like Tampa Bay minus eight and a half against Carolina. Um, okay. And I like an upset special New England against Seattle. I, I like New England. I kind of like New England in that game. Yeah. I like New England a lot. Zach, who do you got? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. I didn't even really look. All right. I'll give you three games. I'm going to take the Lions plus six and a half. That's a good pick. They'll blow it, but they won't blow it by seven points. <laughs> Lions can keep it close. That's with, that's with Stafford. And we all know Patricia and Quinn's on the hot seat right now. Mm-hmm. I like the Dolphins plus six only for the simple fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a roller coaster throwing three interceptions last week. I expect them to be throwing three touchdowns this week. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I'll go Saints minus six. Ooh, in Vegas? Okay. Well, they are playing in the domes without fans. That makes sense, I guess. I don't like on, it's it's on regular grass, by the way. That's dope. They're yeah. doing the they have the rolled out field like what Arizona has. So like a little inside knowledge to you on that one. So and the Cowboys will have fans. Yeah. Cowboys are having fans. The Ravens are not the Ravens, the Dolphins are having fans too. Like um, all the in the Florida, the Florida teams are having fans. Then they just have an outbreak. Why are they having fans? It's Florida. Why? Why should it matter? Hey, I mean, listen. I think everyone's just over COVID, to be honest with you. And I don't like I to make fans too, anyway. So, yeah. I mean, personally, I feel like they just they just ruled the shutdown of businesses in Pennsylvania unconstitutional. So I think everything should be open to a capacity. I, I really do. I think capacity. I, I real I don't think I don't think COVID's gonna go away. I just don't. So I mean, like, why just make us lock down twenty four seven? Like, I just don't get. It. I know it's bad for old people. I understand that, and they like they could like die from it. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, are you gonna keep us locked up for like three years for the vaccine to be made? Like, college actually just died from COVID not too long ago, but I didn't read what was wrong with him. I think he had uh, breathing issues. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. It sucks that someone set a bioweapon into our country. Very weak bioweapon, but they sent it into our country. And, you know, it's just something we're going to have to make a vaccine out of. And it's, it sucks, um, but I just don't know what to do at this point. You know, you just can't keep us locked up forever. That's how it is. I don't understand the point of the masks. If you got masks on, isn't that supposed to help protect you? So why can't we just go to a game, have 13,000 fans, and friggin' space out? Because apparently the masks the masks do nothing, so that's so they're all for nothing. Yeah, they're pretty much making us wear it for no reason. But it is what it is. I don't know. Any more thoughts, guys? Yeah, it's good. Check us out. Oh yeah, check us out. Google Play. Soon to be iHeart. We're waiting on that approval. We're we're everywhere. We're coming. Oh. In. 
rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. I hit want that. reviews. We only yeah. accept five-star ratings. Five. Five-star ratings. Hit that thumbs-up button, whatever platform you're on. We're on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple. Uh, five hours for every five-star rating. We're on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. You know, we, we're everywhere. And, you know, we started this in April, and we already got a decent following. I honestly can't believe it. Um, but hopefully you guys are enjoying the content, and uh, we're going to bring – we're going to bring this back on Sunday and hopefully we're not as pissed off as we were on Sunday uh, last Sunday, because you know, as, as fun as it, as fun as it is to see people pissed off, I understand it. I love it personally. I'm very entertained from it, but we want to win this game. We, we need to win. We need to get it back on track and we need to love our Philadelphia Eagles once again, because most of these fans hate this team with a passion right now. And exciting more about gambling picks anyways. Yeah, I know. And plus, I'll be in my buddy's house. So, I mean, I'll probably be sloshed again after that game, um, which will be fun. I mean, you'll see another drunk Kyle, hopefully a happy drunk Kyle this time. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, on your way out, don't forget to hit that uh, thumbs up button. Subscribe to uh, whatever platform you're on. Uh, follow Zach and Trevor on Twitter. I would tell you they're – I would tw- tell you their handles, but I'd be lying to you. Um, just, follow, just follow the Upper Bowl podcast and listen this week. We have um, Harry Mazon from 90, formerly of 97.5 and the Tony Bruno show. We had a good conversation about the Eagles and football all around. So check that out yep. since before, after you listen to this week's pod. Check out the Harry Mays episode. We do we guess the lines, a tradition unlike no other, and we talk other sports, but what, what we missed. So. Check out the Upper Bowl podcast, episode 82. Oh, and on Sunday, don't forget to call in. I know you guys aren't going to be shy on Sunday no matter what. But tonight, we didn't get one caller. caller. I'm a little bit upset with you guys. Um, but it's okay. It's Do okay. Better. Be better. Be better. But, uh, okay. uh, we have about a minute left. Anything else you guys would like to say? I'm good. Oh, wait, wait. Danny said he tried calling. It didn't work. Did you call the right number? I mean, we posted it. Yeah, call the number. Yeah, Danny, try calling the number. Try calling in. You'll be our you'll be our first and only caller of the night because we're on the time slot right here. So try calling the number. Uh, uh, I'll actually post it right here for you. Hold on one second. I gotta go up. All right, so I'm gonna post that. It's right there. So call those digits right there, and uh, say whatever you'd like to say, and then we will get out of here. Um, but yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, other than we waiting for him to try to call in, um, pretty much said everything we need to say. Yeah, he's calling in right now. There we go. Fly Like an Eagle podcast. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Danny. Um, I'm glad to be calling in. I just wanted to give you guys some of my thoughts. Um, I'm a big fan of your show. I'm just. I don't know. I'm just really frustrated with, you know, Carson, you know, I've always been a supporter of his, but, you know, the more I've listened to Nitro, you know, I started listening to his channel, you know, back in January. And I just, I look at it, you know, you look at the fact that he hasn't finished the last three seasons, you know, he's, I think I read he's like 15 and 16 in his last like 29 games as a starter, you know, and I was just very disappointed, you know, in his performance on Sunday, like, he needs to get better. He's got to stop holding on to the ball too long. He's got to, you know, stop fumbling the ball. He's just got to be better. You know, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. But we got to hold him, you know, to a much higher standard. I agree with you guys that I think our fan base, you know, babies him way too much, you know. And I like him. I want to be. His, I want him to be his best. But he's got to be better. You know, Doug's got to be better. You know, he's got to put him in a better position to win. And. I hope we get the win on Sunday. You know, I think we'll bounce back. You know, I think the Eagles. I think they're two and zero against you know Sean McVay. And I think they're fifteen and five against the Rams all time. So hopefully they bounce back. But Carson's got to be better. Doug's got to be better, and uh, hopefully they can protect uh, Carson. Hopefully we get this win on Sunday. So hey, hey. Danny, this is Trevor. Um, what's your what do you want? What's your, what do you want to see Carson? What's his stat line for Sunday against the Rams? What's your, what's your expectations? Um, well, first of all, I want him to do it for me more than anything else. I just want Carson to be good enough to win. Like I'm one of those fans that like, if he puts up, you know, one touchdown, no pick, but we win the game and he manages the game. Well, I don't really care. Like, I don't want Carson to be like, 
I want him to just be the best he can be. But as long as we're winning, that's all I care about at the end of the day. So to me, I'm fine with two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. He's just got to manage the game better. You know, he can't fumble. That That's just me. As long as he does enough to win the game, I don't really care. I mean, it would be cool if he put up four or five touchdowns. I mean, that would be cool. But all I care about is winning. You know, I'm an Eagles fan, you know. I mean, I want him to be the best because, you know, the quarterback is the most important position on a football team. You know, it's a quarterback-driven league. So he's got to be the best that he can be. But as long as we're winning, as long as he's not fumbling ball, because if you look at it, you know, the big, to me the biggest reason we lost on Sunday, I know Doug could have been better. I know the offensive line could have been better. But Carson threw those two interceptions. You know, he held on to the ball too long. You know, there were times where I know the offensive line wasn't good, but he looked so slow. Like, he just, he looked like he couldn't evade pressure at all. Like, even when he, like, there was an open lane, like, even, like, he just, I don't know, he looked so stiff to me. And he just has. And I think that knee injury has really affected him. And I know earlier, Nitro, I know I commented, you know, a little bit earlier about his athletic ability. But last night, I was watching his, and I, last night I was watching, you know, his highlights from early on in his career. And, you guys remember the Packers game from 2016? I know we lost that game. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny, Danny, I was there. I was up in the upper deck, and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. We played so poorly. That's when we had uh, Doriel Green Beckham. We played so poorly. I was so mad that game that we lost in the way that we did. Aaron Rodgers had that perfect pass, the dime pass in the end zone. I think it was to Jones. I can't really remember, but I, I remember exactly what you're talking about. And you know, you can't like Carson Wentz. I want him to. Not go back to what he was in 2017. I just want him to be better. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be more aware of his surroundings. I want him to be better in situational gameplay. And you just nailed everything on the on the head perfectly, Danny. That these are the fans I want to talk to because these are the fans that want the best for their team. And you just you literally just said everything. And by the way, before we let you go, because we're on a time restraint here, um, what is your score prediction for Sunday? I'm gonna say 24-21 Eagle. Okay. I think they bounce back. The Eagles are pretty good against the Rams. I think they bounce back and win the game. I hope so. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, you were our first caller in the history of Father Can Eagle podcast. You were you were great, honestly. You, that's a real fan right there. And uh, I want to give you a round of applause. And um, thank you so much for calling in, Danny. Yeah, no problem. All right. You have it. Okay. There you have it. That is – that is a fan. That is a true fan right there. And uh, broke our virginity. You all are free and welcome to call in next show. Absolutely. Next show we'll have the phone line open before we go on so you guys can get our, get your calls in because we're probably going to field a lot of them. Uh, with that said, me, Zach, and Trevor are out. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Like a New Podcast. Go Birds. And um, Eagles win by 10 on Sunday. I'm feeling it, guys. And we are out. Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With a network that can deliver gig speeds to most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices, and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities.